Welcome to Living Stones Church. We pray that this message impacts and touches your heart in such a great way. Enjoy the message. Let's get into Ecclesiastes this morning. Let's have some fun. Figure out what time it is, all right? Ecclesiastes 3 and verse 9 says, What do people really get for all their hard work? Man, this sounds good already, huh? Verse 10, I have seen the burden God has placed on us all. Verse 11, yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. Verse 12, so I encountered there is nothing better than to be happy. What's that? Oh, I'm sorry. I, so I concluded there is nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. And people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor, for these are gifts from God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for speaking to us. God, I thank you that, that you never, your, your cup never runs dry. God, that, that you taught us how to rest from the beginning, and you taught us what we should do and how we should do it and how we should seek you. So, Lord... Tell us more about what time it is today and what that time means and what it, what it incurs. So, God, we thank you and give you the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Now, I have to be honest with you. This morning, I got a text that broke my heart. I got a text that broke my heart. And it's been in the making, and, and I was praying and hoping it wouldn't happen. But I got this text confirming that it happened. I got a text this morning that the church next door, Access Church, is closing their doors at the end of the year. So they're all done. Now, I'd met with Pastor Brian a couple months ago, and, and he had let me know that he was thinking about it, that he was praying about it. And I said, I'm praying with you, and I'm praying for you, and if there's anything I can do to help you keep it open, I'll do anything I can. But he didn't really want. And so here's the thing. The reason that it is important that Chelsea and I and my family go away for a month is so that we don't get to a place like that. This happens to everybody. There's no shame in it. Listen, over the last couple of years, I have watched church after church after church close their doors. It is hard. And I've got to be honest with you, people suck. They do. People suck. And I'm being real with you. They do. Just look at your neighbor and say, he's talking about me. Oh, let's see. Ah, you thought you were going to, he's talking about you. Oh, you thought I was going to say that. You're like, oh, he's talking about me. Listen, people are people. Are we all people? People are people. It's amazing how, how we have so much grace for ourselves, but not so much grace for others. Pastors have had it rough this last few years. Really rough. Like, there is nothing we can do correctly. That everything politically is all messed up and mushy and yucky. I've, I've been so passionately about, like, let's focus on Jesus instead of focusing on all the issues. And some people get mad at me because they're like, won't you talk about the issues? Listen, there's issues all the time. We need to talk about Jesus because the issues will not stop. What will stop those things is when we focus on Jesus. So here's the thing. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for Pastor Brian. I'm going to pray for Access Church, and I want you to pray with me. Now, but just a week ago, I got another text from another friend that he was closing his, his church down in Paris. That They were closing the doors at the end of the year, too. And then we're like, okay, and now you're asking us to take a month off in, in January? Like, let's freak everybody out. Why don't we? No. But it was realizing that that's the point. 
Like the, when God asks you to rest, you need to rest. Maybe, maybe in some of those seasons, if they would have had that season of rest, then maybe they wouldn't make those same decisions. And that's for all of us. We teach our leaders to rest. We teach our leaders that it's important. But how well are we leading? Come on, somebody. Are we taking that rest ourselves and setting that example? So let me, let me just pray, take a moment to pray for our pastors in this valley and, and all over. God, we just thank you so much. God, I thank you for Pastor Brian and all the years that he's put into the ministry. And God, I know you're not done with him yet. And so, God, I pray right now that you just give him clear vision. Lord, you'd show him what, what you want him to do next and how you want him to do it. God, I pray for a, a unity within his marriage and within his family. God, that it would be a season of refreshing. God, let your son know that you are proud of him and that you're grateful for all that he's poured in. And God, let him know that there's still purpose inside of him. And so, God, we thank you for that. And Lord, I lift up Pastor Chris and, and, and I ask God that you would, you would bless him and his family in this, in this season as well as, as they're hanging up, hanging up the, the towel. God, I pray, Lord, that you would bless them and, and show them the direction in which you want them to go. And God, I pray over every church in this valley, God, that you'd put a fire inside of their heart. Lord, remind them why they got into the ministry in the first place. Yes, we know that people suck. But at the same time, there is purpose to what we do. And if we do not grow weary and we do not give up. So God, I pray that those pastors that are on the fence wondering if they should give up. God, I pray that you give them a word. That you give them something to believe and to remember there is purpose in what they're doing. Even if people aren't being respectful. Even if people aren't being nice. God, I pray right now, Lord, that you'd give them just a fervor in their spirit. A fervor in their, in their hearts to continue moving forward. And God, we thank you for the opportunity in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Now, it's, it's tough. It's tough. I, I, I've had to sit through too many of these meetings with friends and watching people quit. And, and all for different reasons. And there's no shame in all of that. Please do not shame any, any pastor that gave up. Do not shame them. They, they, they endured more than you can possibly imagine. Um, they've gone through some of the hardest things and the hardest judgments and the harshest situations on their marriage, on their families. And so please do not shame them for giving up. If anything, step up. Step up. Step up into greater places. Step up, take the baton for a little while. That's why we had to honor our pastoral team because they were saying, hey, let us take the baton. Even though I'm like, no, I want to run harder. But they're, i got to understand, if they're asking to take the baton, that's a good thing. And our, our denomination was like, are you kidding me? Your team asked for this? Your church asked for this? Like, do you know how rare that is? Man, that's huge. That's, that's culture that we want to build. That's culture that we want to build. I would love for, at some point as our church grows. We're only three years old, you guys. We're just babies. But in the midst of it, as our church grows, I would love to have meetings with pastors like that and then just tell them to take the next couple months off. I'm sending a pastor in your place so that you can just go on vacation. We're going to send you to on vacations and, and make sure that everything's taken care of while you're gone. Oh, that's my heart for this city. That's my heart for the churches here. And I just pray all the time. I pray for people. Oh, my goodness, because it, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. It does. All right, point number one. Let's, let's get into this before I cry too much. Can we do that? Let's, does anybody need the word this morning? Point number one is I will see the beauty of God's timing. I will see the beauty of God's timing. You know what happens to a lot of us? I don't know if you're like me, but I, there's times that I get caught up thinking about the future. Do I have anybody that just is so caught up thinking about the future that they forget to live for today? 
Are you with me? Like, I got to do this. I got I to work hard so I can save money so I can get that thing six months from now or I can go on that vacation two years from now. Like, there's so much I need to prepare for and plan for. I got a lot to do here so I can get to there. Is anybody with me? Or, or you might be on the other spectrum, and, and you may have experienced this, where you're thinking about the past and all that's wrong with it and all the pain that it's caused. And all the things like, oh my gosh, you remember when we went through that thing and, and that everything in your past is still right here in your present? You're still dealing with it? Come on, somebody. Some of us are still living in our past. We're, letting, we're giving it so much room and so much time in our present that we don't even actually experience our present. Come on, we're still in, in arguments from two years ago. Nobody's like me. Like, like I, I dwell on stuff like that. What if I'd have said something different? What if, I'd have, what if I'd have done this thing? You know what? No, I needed to stick it harder. I needed to tell them what's up. I'm still thinking about that from two years ago. Are you with me? Like, is anybody with me? Like, okay, I'm just making sure I'm not totally deranged. Are you with me? But some of us are living in those two places, but we've forgotten how to live for today and live what God's doing right now. See, if we can figure out how to find joy right now and the beauty of this season. Oh, but pastor, this season sucks. This season is terrible. Like, how am I supposed to find beauty in this season? Look for it. Look for it. It's easy to find something wrong with everything. I bet if I went around the room one person by person, I could ask them, what do you dislike about your body? Do you know what? I bet there's not a single person in here that didn't, wouldn't have an answer. You know, I'm, I'm really satisfied with every part. No, I'll bet, I'll bet if we talked about it, if we, and if we were honest, there's those few that would be like, no, I would tell you that everything's good. But in, in your head, you're actually lying to yourself. Everything's not good. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. We got to get to that place where we can ha- find the beauty in every season. Every season. I think about some of the hard times where it was just Chelsea and I and figuring things out and how difficult it was. But we still had each other. We still had each other. I remember when we moved to Temecula Valley. And we had nothing. We had my broken down BMW. I haven't talked about that in a while. But my broken down BMW, I, I, I literally, we lived in this junky apartment where you're not allowed to have broken vehicles at the junky apartment. Why? It's a junky apartment. It adds value. Like I was thinking, you know. But so I would literally have to go out and clean this broken car weekly so that I wouldn't get in trouble for having cobwebs and things like that. But I couldn't drive it because it was broken. Are you with me? There's like all these things. I'm having to clean up the brokenness of my life over and over just so it can be broken and stay there. Are you with me? Anybody? Come on. These, these weird things that happen to us. But you've got to find the beauty in every season. I remember Chelsea riding the bus to go and, and because we, we were riding our bikes everywhere. And she rode her bike and she crashed on her bike. I laughed, but you guys can say that. You know, like like we were, ri- we were racing to Pat and Oscars. Like, we're like, we're going to go. We're going to get this. It's going to be awesome. Oh, my gosh. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I'm like, oh. <laughs> You're like, nobody? Like, okay. Yeah. Judge me, you shall. That's fine. I laughed at her. She thought she broke something. So then I felt bad, right? And I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have laughed at you. And she was pretty mad at me for laughing at her. And, and then she had to ride the bus all the way to get to urgent care or whatever to get it looked at. And, look, and we didn't have any money for urgent care. So they looked at her like, hey, this is going to cost you $75. And she's like, I don't, I don't have $75. Like she's crying at the urgent care. I just, just need an x-ray. And then she got an x-ray and it wasn't broken. Now she feels even more guilty. Like she's like, oh, my gosh. Like I went all, came all the way over here and it's not even broken. Come on, anybody lived in a season like that? 
where you're going through some stuff, some stuff's difficult, right? And it's, it, it, there's challenges involved. But we found the beauty and the fun of it. Like we got to, we, I remember sitting on the edge of, a, of, of our, our uh, bathtub with our feet hurting because we were looking for jobs and we were walking everywhere trying to find a job. I remember sitting in the bathtub with our feet in there and just going, one day we're going to laugh about this. One day we're going to laugh about this. You know, and so there's those seasons in our life. You have to find the beauty in the season you are in. Come on. Proverbs 1.9 says, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. You know, not everything seems to work out exactly the way you want it to, but God has a purpose in every season. You start to realize when you look back, man, I'm so glad I went through that. So I could learn what I needed to learn to get to where I am now. It's invaluable. I was sharing with, with the, I got to be a part of this pastor's round table. And, and for, it was, it was a cool thing. I, I feel like beyond blessed to be in this room. I got to tell you, like I'm, I'm, I'm still a kid in many ways. I'm young in, in the ministry. I mean, I, I can't say I'm that young because Jesus died three years ago in comparison to how old I am, right? But so his ministry was done before he even got to this point. So I'm, I think I'm doing all right, you know what I mean? But in, in sitting in this round table and I'm listening to these pastors and, and uh, th- in this room, we're, we're allowed, everything that is said in that room stays in that room. And so all of a sudden, it's where pastors can get real and talk about the stuff they're really struggling with and try to get some insight on what to do next. Are you with me? And I'm sitting in this room, and it was absolutely incredible, and I feel so blessed to listen to these pastors. And as we're talking, one of them was talking about how to hire the right people, how to hire, hire good people. And, and I, was, I got to share about how for five years, I served underneath a pastor who was doing things dishonest. Now, I knew it. I was there, and you'd probably ask, well, why did you stay? Because I asked God, what should I do? And he said, stay. I'm like, but stay. I know what he's doing. I know he's lying to the people. I know that when he's asking them for extra money, what he's actually using it for. And that's hurtful, and it's wrong. Why would you ask me to stay, God? Is that condoning these person's actions? Listen, that five years of my life, I'm so grateful for. If I didn't have that five years of my life being a lead pastor today, maybe I'd fall into the same sin. Maybe I'd fall into the same deception. There's things in being able to be in those moments and see like, oh, no, listen, there's, there's ways you can believe and have faith. You, you, can, you can reach out to God and he'll come through. You don't, have to, you don't have to manipulate people to try to get God to move. It's not how it works. Like instead you say, hey, no, no, let's press in. Let's see what God can do. Let's, let's push a little bit harder. Let's believe a little bit more. Let's spend some more time with Jesus and see what he says. You might, it might be a hard season, but God's going to get you through your hard season. Are you with me? I'm not saying, hey, it's okay for pastors to do that stuff. It's not. It's absolutely not. And he'll, he'll deal with his judgment before the Lord. And I, I pray he figures that stuff out before he gets there. Because that's going to be rough. What did you do to my people? <laughs> double blessing for being a pastor, but double judgment as well. It's important to God that we see the beauty in the season we're in. If we only look forward to specific seasons, how much of our lives do we miss? If we're only looking forward. 
I mean, there, there is such beauty. I've, I've, I, sometimes I'm walking around and everybody's scrambling, getting re- church ready, and, and especially, I don't know what it is, but sometimes our tech stuff is just, oh my goodness gracious. I'm so grateful for technology. Thank you for everybody that's watching online. You're welcome for all the crazy stuff we have to go through every week to try to make that darn thing happen. But I tell you what, it's, it, it's awesome to listen to people as they talk about, man, someday we're going to miss this. I'm going to miss setting up and tearing down with you. Every Sunday at, at, at that school. One day when we're sitting in this building full of thousands of people, I'm going to miss knowing where my chair is in the church. The person I sit next to every single week. I mean, we, we pretty much need to embroider some of your names on the chair that you're sitting in. I, it's the same one. I mean, I can look around and say, oh, that person's not here because no one's sitting in their chair. So I, I know where everybody's at. Are you with me? I'm just kidding. We've got we to gotta be grateful for the seasons that we're in. How much time was wasted? Are we wasting time worrying? Are we wasting time just being entertained? Are we wasting time only looking forward to a future time? Like how much time is being wasted? Come on, guys. What time is it? Is it time to just sit and watch Netflix? Come on. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I, I like to binge watch stuff. I, I like to sit and watch. And they're like, well, pastor, do you watch things? Like, oh, my gosh, you hypocrite. Look at you. No, listen, it's okay. It's okay to watch things. It's okay to work hard and rest hard. But if you're not working hard and you're just resting hard, guess what you are? L-A-Z-Y. You know, come on, somebody. Are you with me? Oh, I just offended people. It's awesome. We do this every week. Just come on back. You know, it's going to be incredible. If I haven't offended you yet, you haven't been here long enough. Come on, somebody. That's what I love about God's word is it offends me all the time. It offends me all the time. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says, For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. Here's point number two for my note takers. I will seek the purpose in God's timing. I will seek the purpose in God's timing. Point number one, I will see the beauty of God's timing. Point number two, I will seek the purpose in God's timing. Why hasn't it happened yet? How come that promise that God gave me hasn't happened yet? When is this supposed to happen, Lord? Oh, there's a promise. There's, there's purpose in his timing. It's amazing when I, when I sit and I argue with God, why hasn't the vision that you gave me happened yet, God? When, when are we going to get the land? I want to have the land and be able to say, hey, we got the land. Look what God did. You know, I, I look forward to those moments. But then I see holes in my leadership. Not, I'm not talking about my leadership team. I'm talking about me. I see holes in my own leadership. I see breakdowns in my own way of thinking. And then I say, oh gosh, thank you, Lord, that that season hasn't happened yet because I wouldn't be ready for it. Are you with me? How many of us are willing to admit that here I am sitting on the couch waiting for God to make something happen? God, when will my time be? When will you call me to the stages of the world so I can make your glory known? Come on. Some, we don't want to admit it, but a lot of us are doing that thing. Like, like you, you have a gift to sing, but you haven't reached out to Brad yet. And you're just wondering if someone's going to hear you in the crowd and say, oh, you should be on the worship team. And you're just waiting for somebody to tell you. Come on. Oh, that hurts, doesn't it? That hurts. I mean, especially for those of you watching at home, we can't hear you. You can hear us, but we can't hear you. There's a time and a purpose for every season under heaven. We've got to find the beauty in it, and we've got to see the purpose in it. You know, I made that, I was, I was 
working on that point, and at first I wrote, I will see the purpose in God's timing. But I'll be honest with you, that's not the truth for most of us. We won't see the purpose in God's timing. We have to seek the purpose in God's timing. Because here's the thing, most of us, God's timing hasn't changed no matter how you're doing. No matter how I'm doing, God's purpose hasn't changed. The difference is when I'm actually seeking it, I'll see it. I'll see it, but I have to seek it to see it. Are you with me? Romans 13, verse 11, says, This is all the more urgent, for you know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up! Somebody say, wake up. Wake up, for our salvation is nearer now than than when we first believed. Verse 12, the night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. So remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes and put on the shining armor of right living. Verse 13, because we belong to the day, we must live decent lives for all to see. Don't participate in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness or in sexual promiscuity or immoral living or quarreling and jealousy. Instead, clothe yourselves with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and don't let yourself think about ways to indulge in evil desires. Holy mackerel. That's the Bible, you guys. And it tells us exactly what to do. The time is now. It's time is now to kill your flesh. The time is now to kill that thing. Listen, the, the reason that, that, that we have things like fasting, how, how many people like fasting? Oh, I, I, I thought you were going to ask how many people have fasted, not like it. Are you with me? Right? How many people have fasted? You've fasted before. you fasted social media. you fasted food. you fasted these different things. And it's not very much fun, is it? Why is it not fun? Because it hurts your flesh. I want this, and I'm depriving myself of it. It doesn't feel good. But you know what's so interesting is is God's word. He's asking us, kill your flesh. Kill it. Like, don't give it any area to think, to be a part. It's almost like the things that your flesh desires, all the more you should be declaring war on those things. So all of a sudden, you die to yourself and let God show you who you really are. How often have we been living for our flesh and we wonder, why is my life looking the way it does? I hate this part about my life. I don't, I look in the mirror, I don't like the way this person looks. But can I tell you, I give in to my flesh when I, when I drive by in and out and I swear they have a fan that just blows that smell. Like, if I'm on my motorcycle, like, it's dangerous, you guys. It's so dangerous. Am I right? Like, you ride by that thing on a motorcycle. Uh, like, a car, at least it's on four wheels. It's not going to But you're on a motorcycle. I'm like, <gasps> like, oh, my gosh, I can't handle this. I give in to my flesh, and there I am eating second lunch and third lunch, you know. Come on, some. You don't get in this good a shape without second and third lunches. Are you with me? I call them two-a-days. That's, that's, what, I, that's what I heard you're supposed to do when you're trying to get in shape. How about the lie that we believe we have time? I got time. I'll get to that God thing later. I got time. I got time. I know that, I know that when I was young, God said that here's the purpose that I have for your life. I remember those moments. Like, I don't know, for some of you, like if you had those moments with the Lord where he spoke to you and he told you something, 
and then I kind of put it off because I've got these other things I want to do. Are you with me? Like, ah, you know, I'll get back to that. I got time. That's a lie from the enemy. We don't have, we don't have the time to do now what I could put off till later, right? Why do it now if I can do it later? I'm going to enjoy my life while I can. I'll deal with that God thing later. Hmm. What a trap. What a trap. You know, we think like, man, if I, if I just go work hard and I, and I create this big thing, then, then I'll be able to serve the Lord the way I want to. If, if I just made more money, then I'll be able to tithe the way I want to. Like, pastor, you don't understand. I'm not tithing now because if I, I've got to save my money because I'm going to tithe a whole bunch later. I fell into that trap as a business owner, as a young man. I fell into that trap thinking, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tithe later. I'll tithe when I'm making hundreds of thousands of dollars. But right now, while I'm only making like a thousand bucks a month, you know, I don't have the money to tithe. Like, I, I'm sure God understands. I just don't have it. No, 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 listen. We, we're, we're misunderstanding the principle of tithing. You see, the principle of tithing says that if, if you trust God in these areas, that he'll bless them. So the reason that you're still broke is because you still don't trust him in those areas. Oh, my goodness. Like, listen, God will test this to see if you really believe it. Like, like these moments in my life where I was so broke, and I'm like, God, I'm still tithing. And he'll say things like, did I not provide for you? You're driving a car, bro. Yes, it's a $600 car that, that a guy I'm pretty sure died in while he was smoking because all of the different smoke marks on the top of the... But that was the car we had. But I got a car, you guys. Like, we were riding bicycles before we had that car. And so tithing on the 50 bucks that we had at that time, like, we made a whole whopping 500 on unemployment. And tithing 50 bucks. Oh, my gosh. But now is... And this, this might mess with some of you, and I, don't, I really don't care if it does. Now I get to tithe about $800 a month. And some people go like, $800 a month? Well, you're just paying yourself because you're the pastor of the church. No, it still comes out of my money and into the church's money. Are you with me? Like the church gets to spend what money I had, but it's not my money. It's his. Are you with me? Now, if that bothers you, I'm sorry. But I'll tell you what, if you can learn how to live in this principle with little, then you get to watch God do much. He'll trust you with more and more. He'll, he'll, he'll figure out if you're just doing it as a bank account. Are you with me? Like, well, okay, I'll trust God in this. Like, if, if I give this much, God will give me this much, right? Is that the reason why you're doing things, or are you doing it because he said? Come on now. Come on. Like, if we start to live in those principles of the Lord, and we start to grow in those areas, you won't know what you don't know until you know. Are you with me? That, what? What did he just say? You won't know what you don't know until you know. Test me in this. It's the only area of the Bible that God says that. Now, I'm talking about tithing, but I'm talking about any area, if, I, if I'm honest with you. Test me in this. See if I won't open the doors of heaven for you. He says, you don't know what you don't know. See, I, I have a thing I've got to talk to God about because, like, back then I would say, God, you know what I don't have. So you understand why I don't give. No, no, no. See, God goes, I know what you don't have because I know you don't give. Oh, Lord Jesus. You guys won't have to worry. No one's coming back in January. So it's going to be way less work, you know. 
I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I pray that it multiplies because you'll start to know what you don't know. See, when you, start to, when you start to engage with God and you say, God, all right, I don't know how this is going to work. I don't, I'm, I'm pretty good at math, and I'm pretty understanding that this is not going to work. So I'm going to try this, God, but it's not going to work because I know how to add, and, and I see what, what I have to pull, and it's, this math is not going to add up. And then you start to trust God. And you say, God, I'm going to trust you with this. And you, you give, and you're like, I don't have enough to pay the bills. I don't have enough to do what I'm supposed to do, but, God, I'm going to trust you. And then you trust him in it. And then he goes, okay, now I can pour out a blessing. Like, you finally unlock the door. I've been trying to throw a blessing at you the whole time, but your fear has left you in this place of bondage. Oh, man. This is not in my notes. This is just Holy Spirit saying stuff. I don't know what he's doing. He's this crazy guy. He doesn't want us to have a church either. I don't know. Mark 13, 32 says, However, no one knows the day or the hour when these things will happen. Not even the angels in heaven or the Son himself. Only the Father knows. And since you don't know when that time will come, be on guard and stay alert. Somebody say, keep both eyes open. Keep both eyes open. In the Marine Corps, we learned how to, how to shoot, but you keep both eyes open. Because you can see things in your peripherals and you can focus more when both eyes are open. You see, for a lot of us, we, we, like to, we like to close the eye either on the future or we like to close our eye on the past, and then we can't live in the present. See, if I, if I just shut this out of my life, I won't learn from it. But if, 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 I, if I stop focusing on the future, but maybe I can at least be present. No, no, no. You've got to keep both eyes open. If you keep both eyes open, you'll, you'll see the vision for what God has for you. That keeps you going. You'll, you'll also see the past, and you'll see what you've been through where you can give God glory. And that will remind you how to be present. Are you with me? Somebody say, keep both eyes open. Keep both eyes open. Only God. Somebody say, only God. Only God knows what he has planned for your life. Stop trying to control it. Only God knows what he has planned for your life. We must be ready in and out of season. As a Marine, we are were, we were a force in readiness. Always ready. Just say the word. Like, like, I don't know about you, that just gets me going. Now, now, some of you are like, well, I was in the Navy, and we don't do those kinds of things. It's okay. I'm just playing. Oh, where are my Army people at? Let me think of something funny to say about. No, I'm just kidding. This is the great part about having the mic. If You get to say whatever you want to say. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But that force and readiness, like, that's, that's been me my whole life. Like, I love... I, why I love playing hockey still at, at, at 36 years old. I love playing hockey. I, I get riled up, riled up before a game. I'm sitting there like, dude, like, I've got to get there an hour early. I don't care that no one else is there. I'm there by myself. I'm getting in the zone. This is men's league. It's very important. It's not important, is it? It matters nothing in eternity. But to me in that moment, it matters. Are you with me? I gotta win. I gotta focus. I gotta see. I'm gonna see myself just nailing that dude. Are you with me? Visualize a force in readiness. Like, that's why I don't take rest very well. Because I like to go, I like to get things done. Are you with me? And I don't rest well. But God's truth is still God's truth, so it's time to rest. Are you with me? It's time to rest. I'm not so high up on my horse not to think that I need some rest. Amen? It's time to rest. Point number three for my note takers. 
I will be ready for God's timing. I will be ready for God's timing. I will be ready for God's timing. We've been asking God to do miracles in our life. We've been asking him to fulfill our purpose. But how often are we ready? How often are we ready? A lot of times, you know, uh, for, for those of you that don't know this character, I apologize. But there's this, there's this character in the Bible, his name is David. Does anybody know who David is? A few people know who David is. If you don't know who David is, go and Google it, David in the Bible, and go read about it and learn who David is. But there's, a, there's an issue that happened with David. David was not a force in readiness. He was sitting back while everybody else was at war. And you know what happened to him? Something caught his eye. Anybody remember who that is? Bathsheba. Somebody else's wife, showering. He's, his house is up on the hill. He can look down and see her showering. Goes like, dang, I want some of that. Listen, listen, for all of us, we are human beings. We will screw up given the opportunity. Don't think so? The light just turned yellow. What do you do? <clears throat> right? We're, I'm going to get there before that thing turns red. Are you with me? Given the opportunity, we will screw up. We know it means slow down. But we'll hurry up. And I, I do the same thing, right, John? Like we're, when we go riding on our motorcycles, there he goes. Like I'm gone. But, you know, like his, I don't know what color it was. I didn't see it. It, was, it went by it too fast. Come on. We will screw up if given the opportunity. But being a force in readiness. God, here I am. Send me. Are you ready? What were you doing late at night on the computer? Are you ready? Or were you doing something you shouldn't be doing? Come on. Are you ready? Are you entertaining yourself rather than being ready? Oh, my gosh. This is what most of us run into. I, we'll, we'll rush back. Are you okay? Goodness gracious, all those cords. That'll be the good part about having our own, our own building one day is all the cords will be underneath the stage. We don't have to trip on them. That'll be cool, right? Someday, someday, someday. Pray with me. Pray with me and believe. Someday. I've showed a few people the property that I've been looking at for years and they've been praying with me and believing for that. So you pray and believe with me for that. I'm believing for it. But what are we doing to be a force in readiness? God, here I am, send me. Lord, I'm seeking you. See, the more that we seek him, the less we see other stuff. Like you want to you fix a lot of the problems that you have? Seek God. Seek God. Do you know that, I, how many of us think that we're good multitaskers? Where are my multitaskers at? Can I tell you that you're not a good multitasker? That it's a lie that you tell yourself. That you're not a good multitasker. You literally do one thing at a time, but you just do multiple things. I'll do a little bit of this one, 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 this one, and then I'll get it all done really quickly, so I'm a good multitasker. But you did not do them all at the same time. You did one thing at a time really quickly. Are you with me? And we call it multitasking. We call it multitasking. I told you, I'm going to try to offend everybody today. We're going to see what we can do. To be a force in readiness is to say, God, what do you want me to do? You see, all of a sudden, multitasking turns into distraction. Oof. Wow. And I want you to know that I'm just as guilty as it, at this as you are. You see, when you're working so hard to do something, even if it's for God, that you forget to seek God, it doesn't mean what you're doing is bad. 
It just means the way you're doing it is bad. Does that make sense? And so I can work really hard for the Lord. I can work really hard to build His church. I can work really hard to love people well and to do those things. But you will burn out because you can't do it on your own. You need Him. You need Him. And so we have to seek Him first. You see, Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of heaven and His righteousness. Then all things will be added to you. How hard have we been working for all things? But we miss the first point. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Like, that means that if, if God had to care about anything you did, He cares more about all of that than serving at church. He cares more about all of that than what you can do at your work. He cares more about you seeking Him and His kingdom than He cares about anything else. He's like, listen, I got everything else. I'll give it to you. Why are you working so hard for it? Work hard to seek me and see what I would show you and see what I have for you. It might surprise you. It might surprise you. Keep both eyes open. Tell your neighbor, keep both eyes open. Be ready for anything. Keep one eye on the present and our one eye on the past and one eye on the future. All three eyes, we're gonna, it's going to be good. That's what it feels like sometimes when we need three eyes just to get things done. But keep both eyes open. Be ready. Be ready. Don't live so far in the future you lose joy for the present. Keep both eyes open. See the gift that is the present time while having reverence and mindfulness for both the past and the future. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 1 says, As God's partners, we beg you not to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it. Verse 2, For God says, At just the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message blessed your life in such a powerful way. Come visit us here at Livingstones Church in person at Dorothy McElhinney Middle School in French Valley, California, every Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. You can also watch us online on our YouTube channel, Facebook, Church Center, or at livingstones.tv. If God is using this ministry to touch and impact your life, and you would like to consider partnering with us in your giving, you can do so by giving in the Church Center app or by going to livingstones.tv giving. We hope you have a wonderful week.